Welcome to this time of prayer and reflection on this Sunday, the 3rd of May, the fourth Sunday of Easter. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! Today we're going to reflect on the, the influence of Christian intentional communities uh, through the centuries. And so we begin with a piece of music from the Teze community in resurrection to our, which in translation means in your resurrection Christ, heaven and earth rejoice. We join together in the words of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He shall refresh my soul and guide me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup shall be full. Surely goodness and loving mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us pray. Risen Christ, faithful shepherd of your father's sheep, teach us to hear your voice and to follow your command, that all your people may be gathered into one flock to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And in these times of great uncertainty, a prayer from New Zealand. God of the present moment, God who in Jesus searches for the lost and soothes the frantic heart, bring hope and courage to we who wait in uncertainty. Bring hope that you will make us the equal of whatever lies ahead. Bring us courage to endure what cannot be avoided, for your will is health and wholeness. You are God, and we need you. Amen. Now our readings for today, beginning with a reading from Acts chapter 2, from verse 42. The disciples devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. And the Gospel reading from John chapter 10. Jesus said to the Pharisees, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved, and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Here ends the reading.
All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. In times of crisis, communities strengthen. As people respond to new and urgent challenges, the common life grows. We see it now in this time of the coronavirus, where neighbourliness has blossomed not only here, where it was already quite well practised, but in the unlikeliest places. It happened before when our national well-being has been threatened, like around the two world wars, and it's said that this commitment to the well-being of all often continues on after the crisis has passed, hence the consensus following World War II to establish a comprehensive welfare system, including the NHS, which we so applaud today. It applied to those early Christians too, as we know through their stories recounted in the Acts of the Apostles. The favourite activity of Jesus in his ministry was to bring strangers together around meal tables to forge fellowship across the social groups, and the early followers of his way continued to meet and eat together and pray and to be taught and to grow in fellowship. The authorities wanted to end this new cult and the Christians' response nurtured a resilient common life in which they supported each other practically and financially without constraint, having all things in common, pooling their resources to meet each other's needs. Now, critics sometimes dismiss this and others celebrate it as communism. But it's not. It is the earliest form of Christianity, modelled on Jesus' own practices, a way of life with mutual prayer and humble service at its heart. It spilled out through the centuries into Christian practices such as monasticism and the secular religious life, like today's third-order secular Franciscans who live and work in the everyday world, not wearing habits or taking vows, and regularly gather together in community, professing to live out the gospel life in the way of St Francis. The turbulent middle years of the 20th century in Europe birthed some of today's influential Christian communities, notably Teze, an ecumenical Christian monastic fraternity in Burgundy, founded in 1940 by Brother Roger Such, a reformed Protestant, and today composed of more than a hundred brothers from Catholic and Protestant traditions from about 30 countries across the world. Over 100,000 young people from around the world make pilgrimages to Teze every year for prayer, Bible study, sharing and communal work, encouraged to live in a spirit of kindness, simplicity and reconciliation. And Teze's distinctive style of musical worship has been a blessing to the worldwide church, as has the music of the Iona community, which has been massively influential in renewing Christian worship worldwide over the past 30 years or so. The Iona community was forged in the depressed interwar years in the docklands of Govan, Glasgow, whose Church of Scotland minister George MacLeod sought to close the gap he perceived between the church and working people. Starting in 1938, each summer, MacLeod took a group of ministers and working men to Iona to rebuild the ruined medieval abbey together. Today, it is a dispersed community with a strong commitment to ecumenism and to peace and justice issues. 
Its three and a half thousand members, associates and friends live and work throughout the world. The common life still has a strong appeal today, not least to younger people seeking a different path than the way of life demanded by consumer capitalism. Based at Lambeth Palace, at the very heart of the Anglican Communion, is the community of St Anselm, an Anglican religious order of young people who spend a year together devoted to prayer, study and service to the poor. With 16 residential members from around the world and around 20 non-residential members who live and work in the London area, all aged between 20 and 35, this ecumenical community abides by a Benedictine-inspired rule of life. The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, serves as the abbot, having stated his intention that Lambeth Palace be not so much a historic place of power and authority, but a place from which blessing and service reach to the ends of the earth. One thing which binds together the many different ancient and contemporary expressions of Christian community is that each has some form of rule, an intentional disciplined approach to walking with God in humble service, in mutual prayerful and practical support. I was a member of the Iona community for a number of years and our rule involved each of us in our own way and our own places to commit to daily prayer and Bible reading, to work for justice and peace, wholeness and reconciliation in the world, to support one another in prayer by meeting together regularly and accounting with one another for the use of our gifts, money and time, our use of the earth's resources and our keeping of all aspects of the rule. It was a demanding way of expressing our Christian faith, not least the call to account to each other for the way we used our time and money, something which reaches right back to the discipline of those first disciples of Jesus, but does not come easily to we 21st century Western Anglicans with the locked-in sense of individual entitlement we've absorbed from the world around us. Demanding, but ultimately a very fulfilling, nurturing and supportive way of being Christians together. From the very beginning, the Christian instinct has been to come together, the flock of the gentle shepherd, the sheep of his fold, gathered for worship, prayer and mutual support, which is why in this time of the coronavirus, there is so much sadness for the closure of churches and the enforced social distancing between those who would normally regularly gather be gathered to him. The message of the Acts of the Apostles, though, and the stories of the Christian community throughout the centuries is that fractured times can bring renewal to our common life and worship. How might we, Christians, find renewal in these times? Is there anything in the traditions of the Christian communities, from the earliest to those still active and springing up today, which we could bring into our own practices? in isolation right now, maybe we can find affinity with those communities which are dispersed, whose members mostly live their lives at a distance from each other, but who are each day sustained by knowing that the others are praying for them as they pray for the others. We sheep are scattered, but we can continue to seek each other's welfare in the knowledge that the Good Shepherd continues, always searching and caring for us.
you will see that from today I am making available uh, a simple cycle of prayer in isolation right now. Uh, it might help knowing that others are praying for us and with us as we pray for and with them. So the simple cycle of prayer is a simple list of people, places and situations that we can each pray for each day alongside our other personal prayers. I hope you find it helpful. You may also like to use the Diocese of Leeds prayer diary alongside it. Please do ask me or click on the link on the church's websites if you would like a printout of that. Let us pray and let us take a few moments of quiet to offer to God our own prayers for ourselves and our needs today, those close to us, perhaps separated by physical distance but still very much in our hearts. Pray particularly for those who have died of the coronavirus and of those who have died of other causes, especially remembering Tommy King and Ernest Booth, their loved ones, and those who are ill at this time through the virus and other illnesses and complications, those caring for them. For our world as it continues to struggle towards a resolution to this situation and for those particularly struggling and concerned for their future at this time. A prayer from Jim Cotter, a late uh, Anglican minister whose uh, prayers are distinctive in their sense of fun, playfulness and profundity. God bless the Shire and keep our fists from ire lest we fall apart. God bless the hearth the kitchen and the garth, that we may rest. God bless the city, with justice and with pity, lest we seek to blame. God bless the towns, the festivals and clowns, that we may laugh. God bless the village, the grazing and the tillage, lest we cease to care. God bless this place, with presence, silence, grace, that we may pray. God bless these days of strange and narrow ways, lest we despair. God bless the night and calm our trembling fright, that we may love. God bless this land and guide us with your hand, lest we be unjust. God bless the earth through pangs of death and birth, and make us whole. Amen. 
closing prayer from the Iona community's morning service. This is the day that God has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We will not offer to God offerings that cost us nothing. We go in peace to love and serve. We will seek peace and pursue it. In the name of the Trinity of love, God in community, holy and one. Amen. And we close with a recording of a version of The Lord's My Shepherd by Joanne Hogg. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me darkest path 